Hey everybody, welcome to the RivalsReport.com podcast. Today our guest is my brother John Gallagher, and uh, it's significantly shorter than our last hour and a half podcast. Um, we briefly discussed the greatest centers of all time, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. We're going to talk about the best centers of all time. Any thoughts, John? No, not much. No? Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk to you later. Good podcast. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Let's start, uh, let's start from the bottom and then make our way to here, okay? Okay. All right. Um, what are your thoughts on George Mikan? Thoughts on him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was a big fucker. <laughs> okay, okay, big fucker. I'll write that down. What? I think you should. Do you think these other? Do you think the old guys should count? Like he played in the late forties and fifties. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they? I don't know, because the game was so different then. So we're just going to like approach this with uh, no presentism. So we won't compare them to, like, obviously, George Mikan would get destroyed by, like, DeMarcus Cousins. We're not going to... We'll just rate them how they were in their time. All right. All right. Well, who? so who do you have on your list? Are we starting with old or new? Um, start with older. And we'll work our way to new. So what about like Bob Pettit or George Mikan? They made my list. All right, well, Bob Pettit, I think, was a power forward. That's why I asked. Oh, I think he was a center. <laughs> uh... He's got two MVPs. He played in the league for 11 years. And then, obviously, you have to take in consideration it was the late 50s, early 60s, but he averaged, like, 26, 16, and 3. Well, yeah. He won two MVPs, so that's got to count for something. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, not really. Steve Nash has two MVPs, so. It's, why Every podcast we have, it always comes back to that. It always comes back to, well, Steve Nash has two MVPs, so they don't mean anything. Oh. He's a fuck. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Well, you have to you have to try to move past that. Okay, we're gonna get you into therapy. All right. So, all right. So, what do you think about guys like like Robert Parrish or Dave Cowens? Um, I think they were less dominant, but. They also weren't necessarily freaks of nature. Yeah. I mean, they... Well, they Robert both... Parrish kind of was. He played in the league for like well, 130 was... years. Yeah, he was He was extremely tall, but I just don't think that... Uh... He was more well-rounded, I would say. Yeah. I mean, for the time period that he played... So he played from 1976 to 1997... Yeah. Which is out of control. But it, on his career, he averaged 14.5 points, 9 rebounds, and uh, like 1.5 assists. 
but also one and a half right. blocks a game. So that's pretty good. But yeah, I don't I don't think that he's in the running for our our top pick there. Um, right. He did win three rings though. That helps his case. But still, yeah. I'm not gonna. We won't put him in the running. So um, next we have Moses Malone, three-time right. MVP, one-time Finals MVP. Um, has one ring with the Sixers, with kind of a super team, a little bit with Dr. J and Andrew Tony, Mo Cheeks, and all them. Right. Um, but still, same thing. Twenty points a game, twelve and a half boards. 1.3 blocks. So I think uh, he played from 74 to 95. So just a few years. So yeah, just like one or two years. Yeah, I think I think a lot of these guys' longevity really like plays a role because like I have I have Bill Walton written down because he was right. so dominant, but it was only he's won two titles, but. One of them was his, and the other was basically as a Celtic six-man in, in 86, 87. But, right. Um, he doesn't have amazing numbers, but he, he does have the one MVP from 77 and the finals MVP. But he was only really dominant for one year. Not that it's his fault. He's got injuries, but I also don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. But I will... Uh, there's a lot of people I don't think deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, so we won't get into that. Um, I wrote Patrick Ewing down. Yeah. I think he, uh, he'll, he'll stand the test of time. Maybe it's just because he was played for the Knicks, but there was a lot of good centers during that time. He always put up good numbers. He doesn't, he's never won anything, no titles, no MVPs. Obviously he's got a lot of all-stars, but, (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. So I think... I think you have to you have to be a winner to be on this considered for the the top center of all time. So I think we'll we'll cross him off even though even though we have a, a special place in in our hearts for Patrick. He was he in space. Die. He was in Space Jam for God's sake. I feel bad <laughs> disrespecting him. I didn't say he was dead. I said we need to respect him. You can respect people who are alive. Did you know that? What? I said you can respect people who are alive. Did you know that? Speaking nonsense over here. Oh my god. Alright. Uh same time period then. Uh what do you think about David Robinson? <laughs> what do I think about him? I I think he was an animal. Yeah. Then how come he didn't win more? He's got he does have two rings, but he didn't <laughs> so- no, but if he was as much talent and a physical freak he was, I feel like he should have won more. He won one MVP and one Defensive Player of the Year, but I feel like the Spurs teams he had prior to Duncan, he should have, I don't know, I think he should have gotten farther. I feel like he, he really choked like on the big stage. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, obviously, the year he got MVP, Hakeem went out and ripped him to shreds. And then yeah, but in other playoff Hakeem series, also, he just didn't show up. So, Yeah, but that's Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, 
Yeah. That's... All right. Well, let's talk about Akeem Olajuwon then. All let's right. He was the unicorn. Yeah, basically. He, like, had, I don't know, all kinds of inside moves, everything. Two rings, one MVP, two finals MVPs, and two defensive player of the year awards. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah. I would have I would have really liked to see the ninety four ninety five Rockets go up against Jordan and the Bulls, but we didn't get that opportunity. We did get to see him shred David Robinson, obviously, and then we also got to see him shred young Shaq. Yes. Which was humbling <laughs> for Shaq, I'm sure. Well, I mean, um, he... It, it's like he was a older kid and they were younger. Yeah. He, like, he like knew things that they didn't know somehow. Yeah. I mean, he was in the league for three years and Hakeem had been in the league for, like, ten, so... Well, I mean... Plus, he just knew how to beat Shaq. I mean, he knew how to use his, his size against him, and I think that's pretty much it. He just he had way, way more moves than, than Shaq did. Yeah, well, not even just Shaq. I mean, pre- just pretty much anyone. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, let's talk about Shaq then. Shaq's probably the most dominant player of all time then, right? Most dominant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say Wilt. Just strictly on a numbers basis. Yeah. But I mean, if Shaq needed if Shaq needed to score, he would just power right through you. It wasn't like there was anything you could yeah. do about it. I guess Wilt... I mean, Wilt was obviously dominant. He averaged 30 points a game for his career and 23 rebounds. But it was also a different time. There was way more no, possessions that. in a game and stuff like that, but still, you can't you can't use presentism. So, I think and Shaq, she has four rings, but he only has one MVP and nothing else. Yeah, but he played in a good era. Yeah, I mean, he played I with the Duncan's and Kobe's, and obviously with Jordan yeah. too. But who else won an MVP while he was Malone? Iverson, yeah. It's it's good to be snubbed by better people, I would say. <laughs> yeah, like Steve Nash. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into the the Wilt Russell thing then. So, Wilt won four MVPs and one Finals MVP. Um, he only won two rings, though. I think with as dominant a player he is, I think it shows a lot about how he was as a player that he only won two rings. Because it's not like he played with no one. He played with Jerry West. Yeah. And then one of his rings was with the Sixers. So he only won one ring with the Lakers, which is crazy. Because those yeah, teams were... Warriors. Amazing. You say what'd you yeah, say? I think uh God. What'd you say about the Warriors? They were the Warriors at the time, weren't they? The Philadelphia Warriors? No, in sixty seven he won with the Sixers. 
the Sixers? Yeah. He played, um, hang on, hang on. All right, sounds good. I'm going to look it up. In the meantime, um, we'll talk about Bill Russell, whose numbers, he only averaged 15 points a game, but 23 rebounds. And he he's at a huge disadvantage because they didn't count blocks, <laughs> blocks when yeah. he was there. So that kind of sucks for him. Yeah, the um, Will Chamberlain played for the Philadelphia Warriors from 59 to 65, and then he played for the Philadelphia 76ers from 65 to 68. Nice. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. Right. So the 76ers, though, in 67 won the title. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Wilt is overrated as a a team. Well, I guess he's properly rated, but he's not a good team player. He's he was there to put up individual numbers, basically. So I'm gonna right. say that he's he's also out of the running. But I think I think Bill Russell, who has obviously has 11 titles. Um, five MVPs. Was also a player coach. Also a player coach for one of those titles, right? Yeah. Which is pretty damn impressive, no matter what era it was. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, I know there was only like eight teams in the league, but that wasn't his <laughs> fault. He beat everybody they put in front of him. If there was more teams, I'm yeah. sure he would have beat them too. That's not his his fault, but, um. Not his fault he can't read. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um all right, so who do you who do you think we left off this list? Um Oh, and just a note too. All errors. I mean there's there's a lot of people who I would say were like almost semi dominant just at specific things i mean dikembe mutombo yeah he was a great defensive player he wasn't as offensively gifted as Shaq or hakeem but definitely you weren't scoring on him um unless you were Shaq. sean bradley what about sean bradley i can't wait to hear this (laughs) i don't know i felt like we needed some color oh my god I'm sure he's got a. I'm sure he holds like an NBA record. He's probably been dunked on more times than anyone else who's that. over seven feet tall. <laughs> speaking speaking of being dunked on, we didn't talk about Yao Ming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, we should talk about Yao Ming because he was his. He's another one that um, he put up better numbers than Bill Walton. He didn't. He didn't win anything, but he his. Uh, career could have been much better than it was. It was cut short by injury, also. So I think, I think, yeah, the fact that we left him off here is shows how underrated he is. I, but I also feel like that's a. I feel like that's a common occurrence with centers, obviously because of their size. Yeah, so I, I mean, like it's hard to been... keep your feet and knees right. healthy when you weigh three hundred pounds. And your obviously feet and knees right. weren't built to hold that, but right. 
But yeah, we well, can't. I'm just saying in in general because it's there's probably a lot more centers that aren't you know gonna really be considered dominant just because their their you know time frame was so short. But that right. that's you know strictly based on the fact that they they couldn't. When you're, like you said, when you're shack sized, when you're, you know, two, seventy five, three hundred pounds, and you're seven feet tall. I mean, I can't even imagine walking around all day, right? More or less playing that many minutes, right? Something that has more impact on your knees, ankles, feet. I mean, look right. at you know Greg Oden, Joel Embiid is having trouble. It's yeah, it's not easy. So. Um, all right, so we did leave one person. Uh, well, I didn't leave them off my list. I just saved them for last because I think they're the greatest center of all time. So this person has six rings, six MVPs, two finals MVPs. He averaged 24.5 points, 11 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 2.6 blocks on his career. He plays in the West? Yep. Uh, Tim Duncan. No. It's not Tim Duncan. I consider Tim Duncan a power forward. So do I. That's what I was going to say. But doesn't that sound like Tim Duncan stats? Um, yeah, but he doesn't have six rings. Six rings? Yeah. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm a little upset that you don't know this right away. Hold on. We already talked about Shaq. I know. Shaq only has four rings. There were basically no other centers in the league. Come on. He played from 1969 through 1989. Oh, holy shit. Kareem, but... Yeah. I don't... uh, I don't think he was dominant. I think he was... He has the most points in NBA history. How can you consider him not dominant? Super unbelievably crafty. It doesn't matter how he got it. I don't. He has a he he invented a well maybe not invented but perfected a shot that was unblockable. He looked out of control and amazing in those goggles. So, and he and he won titles with two different teams. So it wasn't like it was a fluke that he won with one team and it was the team. He won in seventy one with the Bucks. And then he got the rest with the Lakers, but... Well, when when you say dominant, I I think of, like... Well, we're just... the What we're talking about is the best center of all time. Right. No, I know, but I, I just... When, when you were saying dominant, it wasn't clicking. Oh, okay, yeah. And his, his numbers could have been much higher, because, like, his last year, he averaged 10 points. Year before that, 14... Beginning of his career, let me read you the first five years of his career. 28 points a game, 32 points a game, 35 points a game, 30, and 27. Jeez. Yeah. And then, you know, same with his, wow, his rebounds went way down after, after like 1980. I mean, uh, he had already been in the league for 10 years by then, but, you know, his first, like... 
10 years in the league, he was averaging probably 15 rebounds a game. And then after that, it dipped right. to like six. So that 11.2 is lower than, you know, what it could have been. 55% yeah. field goal percentage on his career. He shot 33% from three in 1986. I'll have you know. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So that's who I think is the most dominant. Well, I'm sorry, not the dominant. The the best center of all time, I think, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right, right. No, I, I agree with that. Okay. Obviously, cases can be made for a number of these other guys. Obviously, Bill Russell could be made a case for Shaq. Um, well, you know I'm going to say Bill Russell. Well, yeah, as a Celtics fan, that makes it hard not to. But... <clears throat> All right. Well, that was a uh, that was a lot shorter than our last podcast, which was an hour longer. <laughs> so, we'll cut everybody a a break, and uh, I guess we'll end this one with, in a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. All right. Cool. We will. Uh, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you soon. No problem. All right. Thanks. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another edition of the RivalsReport.com podcast. Um, be sure to rate and review, subscribe, and that way you can follow us on iTunes. And um, check us out on the web at RivalsReport.com. And have a good week. <laughs>